By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Yes, going to set your house on fire. Well, actually not, because that's against the law, but ah, I thought about it. 631, good morning. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. I'm Shelly, she's not. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, hold on a minute. Here we go again. You know, two days in a row. What's going on with this? What is the problem here? We have to, hold on. Did I get a text? Hold on, let me look at it. This is unprofessional. Uh, okay, hold on. Da, 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 da. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go up here. Let's do this. I don't know why this has to happen like this, but anyway, we'll just have to see what happens here. Uh, boy, fine-tuned radio show here, right? <laughs> not. Okay. Uh, do this. Do this. Uh, I'm not talk. I'm not good at talking and on the computer at the same time. You think I've done computer stuff enough? Almost said it there for a minute, but I caught myself. Anyway, <laughs> you think I've done computer stuff enough? Uh, and we'll do this. We'll do this, and we'll see what happens. And hopefully, hopefully, sunshine. Why? Okay, we'll talk about that later. I don't quite. Yeah. Un- okay, I don't understand what's going on with that. Do you? No, I'm just. Don't want to boot my computer. What? You don't want to boop your computer? I don't want to reboot my computer right now. <laughs> yep. Oh, I can see why you don't want. Yeah, to... I heard that one. Thanks. <laughs> what? <laughs> if I and we are a fine-tuned radio show. Around, you would be there to feed me and then brush me down. Oh, I see Timmy and Tommy and Susie <laughs> and Brad oh, you know, and the smartest woman in the world there's a and whole, there's, Mike. There's a whole generation that listens to this show that have no idea what you're talking I about. I know. And you know what? They never had a Shelly. Uh, well, they never had a Brad either. I was always going, come on, Miss Lois. Talk about it. Here, let me, let me see. They if it's- Bradley. No, they didn't. They never did. Yes, they did. I went down. They named people by their. I went down to the TV station one of time. Of course you did. I did. I got on my bike and I drove down to the TV station. I go, of hey, course you did. Brad. You don't have my okay. Romper Room is an American children's television series that franchised and syndicated from 1953 to 1994. And hold on a minute, it was it's round to 94. So some of our younger listeners may may know about it. The program targeted preschoolers, children five years of age or younger, and was created and produced by Burt Claster and his presenter wife, Nancy, of Claster Television. The national version was presented by Nancy Terrell. Romper Room was also franchised internationally at various times in Canada, the United States, excuse me, the United Kingdom, Japan, Finland, New Zealand, Puerto Rico, and Australia. And uh, episode format. 
Each program opens with a greeting from the hostess and the Pledge of Allegiance in American broadcast. Boy, that doesn't that wouldn't work Hello. anymore. <laughs> that wouldn't work anymore. The, the <laughs> Dems would be, I can't believe you're making them do the Pledge of Allegiance. They would, you know, like Cory Bush would be all over that. I That's think terrible. They should bring it back. The hostess and her group of children then embark on 30 or 60 minutes of games, exercises, songs, storytelling, and more moral lessons. Wow, which once again, that wouldn't work. I <laughs> uh, wonder if they'd talk about pronouns now. Okay, which were regularly accompanied by background music. The hostess or sometimes the children in cadence would ask, Mr. Music, please, or we're ready, Mr. Music, to prompt the background music. The young cast, which ranged from four to five years old, was rotated every two months with many of the hostesses having prior experience working with small children and many being former kindergarten teachers. Etiquette could get this. Etiquette was a focus of romper room. The hostesses were always addressed as Miss. Once again, that wouldn't work anymore. The show mm-hmm. also had a mascot, Mr. Doobie. <laughs> yes, you want to be a good doobie. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Doobie. And not a don't be. Mr. Doobie takes on a whole different connotation nowadays, doesn't Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Doobie was an oversized bumblebee who came to teach the children proper deportment. Yeah, right. This is going to work today. He was noted for always starting his sentence with doobie, as in the imperative doobie, for example, doobie, good boys and girls for your parents. There was exact. There was also a Mr. Don't Be to show children exactly what they should not do. Doobie yep. balloons were made available for purchase to the public. Each balloon featured a painted sketch of Doobie. When the balloons were inflated and then released, they would fly around slowly and emit a buzzing sound. I don't remember that. The hostess would also serve milk and cookies to the children. Once again, couldn't get away with that anymore. The 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 local the local health inspector would you can't serve milk and cookies to the children. You don't have a permit. You know, before eating, they would recite the romper room prayer. They said a prayer. Oh my God! Here's the prayer: God is great. God is good. Let us thank Him for our food. Amen. Amen. Holy yes. cow! Because this show could never be back on the air. <clears throat> At the end of each broadcast, the hostess would look through a magic mirror. Here we mm-hmm. go. And it's, I see Shelly. I mm-hmm. see Shelly. And I see Shelly. And I see Shelly. And I see Shelly. And I see Shelly. Didn't that ever happen? Never. Okay, but here's what's interesting. I was always so okay. distraught over that. Here's what's interesting. They don't quite have this correct on this Wikipedia thing. At the end of the, the each broadcast, the hostess would look through a magic mirror, actually an open frame with a handle. But if you remember, at first she did put up a mirror, and then they would play some. They play. They put some kind of think of something on the screen, and then she would have the open frame mirror. Remember how she originally started out with the the. She actually had a mirror. At least our Miss 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 Lois did whatever her name was, and then she would actually put that that down and she would open up the, the the open handle open frame handle size of the shape of the hand mirror and recite the rhyme romper bumper stomper boo tell me tell me tell me do magic mirror tell me today do all my friends have fun at play she would then name the children she saw in the television land saying for example i can see kathleen and owen and julie and jimmy and kelly and shelly and shelly and shelly and shelly and, and tommy and bobby and jennifer and martin and shelly and shelly and, 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 oh and so forth children were encouraged to mail in their names did you ever mail in your name i don't remember children were encouraged to mail in their names which would then be read on the air first names only the show used the then popular mattel jack in the box sometimes called happy jack for its opening and closing titles with its traditional nursery rhyme Pop Goes the Weasel as a theme song, but from 1981 onwards, a new original theme song was used. Wow. Can that... that was pretty in-depth for uh, a, a children's Man, there's a lot. Okay, now get show. this. 
1981, the format of Romper Room was overhauled and retitled Romper Room and Friends. 100 syndicated versions were taped in Baltimore with Molly McCloskey, credited as Molly McCloskey Barber after 1985. Oh, she had to have a hyphenated name after 1985 because we're getting, you know. Was she a hyphen lady? (laughs) I guess she was. At Mm. that point, they no longer used teachers. The biggest change to the program was the introduction of a series of new puppet characters, including a full costume character named Kimball and puppets named Granny Cat and Up Up. Kimball and I don't Up, remember that. I don't remember this either. Kimball and Up Up were performed by Bruce Edward Hall and Granny Cat by McCloskey, a.k.a. Miss Molly. The three characters were developed by the Great As Jones... good golly? I guess. The three characters were developed by the Great Jones Studios in New York City. The new character starred in a series of vignettes somewhat similar to the Neighborhood of Make-Believe segments on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and were meant to introduce to a reinforced simple moral lessons. About a hundred of these skits, each running three to five minutes, were produced for insertion into local romper room programs and the host would introduce each segment and comment after its conclusion. In addition, a new opening and closing credit sequence and lyrical theme, Romper Room and Friends, containing mostly nonsensical mostly nonsensical lyrics, but also naming the characters Up Up, Doobie, Granny Cat, and Kimball in the lyrics as well. We're introduced replacing the Pop Goes the Weasel theme that had been used. New songs, music beds were also created and composed by David Spangler, including a somber magic mirror theme. A somber magic mirror theme? I wonder what that was. Additionally, two British-made shows, Paddington, narrated by Michael Horton, and Simon in the Land of Chalk Drawings, narrated by Bernard Cribbins, were also featured. Paddington, what if that's like the Paddington Bear thing? The last host of the syndicated show, of syndicated series, was Sharon Jeffrey, the only African-American to host the show. Miss Sharon hosted the show from 1987 until the series was last filmed in 1992, although new... I remember her. Although new episodes... I mean, I was an adult and probably already had kids, You remember Miss Sharon? I'm sorry? You remember Miss Sharon? I do. Although new episodes were aired until 1994, Jeffrey's shows were filmed at KTVU in Oakland, California. Wow. Man. All... <laughs> you know, if, if I'm not mistaken, in St. Louis, wasn't it on Channel 2? I think it was on Channel 2. And it was Miss... And then Mr. Rogers was on Channel 4. No, no. Mr. Rogers was on PBS. It was on Channel 9. And Mr. Rogers. It was it. Yeah, Mr. Rogers on PBS. I don't See, know. I was here, here we go. Two. One. This is here we go once again. This is my frustration with government-funded broadcasting, aka PBS and NPR. Okay, like oh, for example, I, I, now on. Did N- I do this? No, you did. Now on NPR, all these people have shows on NPR have turned them into podcasts and are making millions of dollars. And the same thing with PBS, like for children's workshop television, is now a multi, multi, multi-million dollar company. And guess what? They're not not for profit. They're making money hand over fist. And it was all started because they're on on free PBS. Te- Here, let me look that one up. Well, we do podcasting. Yes, but we're not. We don't get money from the government. The government doesn't send us a check to keep us on the air. You know what I mean? I wish they did sometimes. You know, I wouldn't have to move. But anyway, uh, hold on a minute. Let me look at this. Ouch. Uh, Children's Workshop Television. See, once again, this is one of these companies that's now worth millions. Uh, Hold it. Children's CWT. Children's Workshop. Elemental P. See, the same thing with Workshop. S-H-O-P. What are you doing? I'm looking up. What to, just like for example, 
I ran into another radio guy the other day. Um, we we're talking about children's workshop. Okay, here it is. Children's square one. Children's workshop television. Uh, American nonprofit production. Yeah, nonprofit production company has been involved in right here. Let me look at this. Uh, list of Sesame list of Sesame Workshop production. Sesame Workshop formerly oh they they changed their name. It's now called Sesame Workshop. Formerly Children's Television Workshop is an American not profit television production company. Has been involved in a variety of television series and films in addition to international co production of Sesame Street. Blah 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 productions. Okay, they do Sesame Street. They do. They've got all the characters here from uh, Timeline. What else do they do? They do other television series. The Electric Company, Feeling Good, The Best of Families, 321 Contact, Square One Television, Encyclopedia, Ghost Rider, Crow, Big Bag, The New Ghost Rider Mysteries, Dragon Tales, Sagwa, The Chinese Siamese Cat, Spunk, Tiny Planets, Play With Me Sesame, Out There, Pinky Dinky Doo, The Upside Down Show, Pan Wapa, The Electric Company, I said that once before, they, they reinvented We're the show. We're gonna rock down to Electric Avenue. Esme and Roy, Helpsters, and B is block theatrical fil- feature film. See, once again, this is this is where this is where. What about Pee Wee Herman? Okay, but he was never a part of that because he was nasty. Pee Wee didn't do good stuff. Okay, here's their theatrical feature films done by you know nonprofit. Big quote, big air quote, air quotes there. Sesame Street presents Follow That Bird. That was in 1985, 1999, The Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland. Uh, and then there's another one. It, they're producing this right now called Sesame Street. It's going to come out. TV film specials and documentaries. My favorite was the Snuffleupagus. 1969, This Way to Sesame Street. 1973, Julie on Sesame Street. 1974, Out to Lunch. God, this company. See, okay, this is like I met this radio guy, that, and we were talking, and this guy is, I won't give his name because it might embarrass him, he wants to do a God Squad show. He wants to do a God Squad show. Okay. Uh-huh. First off, I think you got a little bit of, of, of offended when I called it God Squad, and I mean no disrespect. It's just like my generic term for any kind of religious radio, be it bot broadcasting, Joy Boost. It's God Squad. That's what I call it. It's like my little slang. Okay, it's God Squad. And I said to him, "How much do you think that Joy ninety nine makes a year?" And he goes, oh, no, three, four hundred thousand dollars." I said. Last year, they made $9 million. And he went, I don't believe that. I go, it's true, right here. And I showed him the site. Remember I showed you that site? It's like these, It's like the Better Business Bureau. It's like this auditing firm. It's a not-for-profit firm that audits religious programs and, and, and ministries and things like that. And, and he was like, what? what? How much? I go, well, they're down because in 2018 they made $11 million. Trust me, there aren't too many radio stations in the St. Louis area, especially with the, with the, with the you know, COVID thing, who are making 9 to $10 million a year. I doubt very seriously if very high-profile stations like, like maybe Camo X might, but 97.1, I don't think they've ever made $9 million, ever. And they've been around, this is like their 20th anniversary. Casey, Casey might easily do that because Casey's like number one rated station now, you know, like doing real well. WIL back in the day used to. Country music is not in favor anymore, so WIL and the Bull are like tied for 13th place or something like that. Isn't That's that weird? because they got rid of their. Well, 
I they they you know they got they had all sorts of weird stuff. They had a great they morning did. show. They had Bud and Broadway. They got rid of them. Then they brought in what's the two dudes? Bud and Broadway. No, no, Bud and Broadway. They 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 canceled them. They they fired them. Okay, they're yes, yes. By they the did. way, I have to tell you this. Okay, Re- remind Can me. Can I say something? I'm sure I bamboozled your first segment, but yeah. it's six forty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, remind me in the next segment or the seven o'clock segment to tell the story of Mason Dixon. And to, as in the Mason Dixon line? No, is in a person who's a radio personality. Used to be, I mean, still is very popular, especially in the South. Okay, and let me tell you how screwed up our industry is. And I'll give you the Mason Dixon story. I've told this to other people, and people go, "What?" And, and when I tell them the story, they'll go like, "I don't understand." I go, "Neither do I." You know what happened wah, to him? Wah, wah. No, what happened to him? It's so bizarre. It's not even funny. Okay. And okay. it's a perfect example of why our industry is so screwed up, okay? Only in the radio business would stuff like this happen. If if this happened in sports, if what happened to Mason Dixon happened in sports, it would be the number one story on ESPN for a month every day when they come on the air. Well, once again, we're going to talk about the blah, blah, blah story, which you won't believe what happened. You know, but once again, it happens in the radio business and nobody gives a poop because of the fact that eh, it's the radio business. Okay, we have to take a break. It's 648, Shelly's fault. Here's your weatherology <laughs> forecast for the It West. is BS.show. Once upon a time, I was adrift in radio land. My career was heading nowhere. I was like, once upon a time, big stuff. Then, years later, my career was just floundering. And then, one day, by sheer happenstance i found you shelly and things have gone from bad to worse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on an improvement scale yeah. hmm. okay but it's been fun hasn't it a couple things to talk about specifically this morning first off say yes brad i'm not gonna say yes first off fog out there this morning be careful some nasty spots especially near the rivers if you're coming across the mow on 40, uh, 370, 364, 70, extra caution advised, lots of fog out there. Okay, that's that's caution number one. Number two is not a caution. Number two is guess what took off earlier this morning from Lambert. Now it's called, did you know they changed the name? It's now, now it's not Lambert International. It's St. Louis Lambert International. They put St. Louis in front. Guess what took off early this morning from Lambert? Let me think. I'll give you a hint. It was a 737. Who flies 737s? Southwest. A Southwest plane took off this morning, headed to, I believe, BWI. Uh, might be actually going into D.C. I don't think they I think they fly. I don't think they do. And full of veterans. Another honor flight this morning. Really? Yeah. And matter of fact, there are, I understand, at least two World War II vets on that plane. Now, once again... Let's do the math. My father was in World War II. If my father were the lot was alive today, he would be 102 years old. Okay? Now, he got into the war in 1942. He was 22 years old. Now, there are guys near the end of the war, and you figure that he would have been 102. So let's say near the end of the war, there were 18-year-old guys who got in like in 43, 44, and 45. Okay? Let's do the math on that. If you were 18 years old... In 44, that means you would have been born in what, 20, 28? Is that, does that sound right? 26? Something like that. Okay? So if that were the case, 
you would have been born like in, in 1926, let's say 1926, let's say 1920, 1924, 25, 26, and through there, if you would have been 18 years old, you would be in your upper 90s today. And one of the guys that works another radio station, uh, Carl the intern, who works at 97.1, his grandfather-in-law, so in other words, his wife's grandfather, is on that flight this morning. And I believe he is 98 years old, a weird, a World War II Army veteran. So I got involved with Honor Flight. Honor Flight started in St. Charles, and it's not in St. Charles, in Franklin County. And at the time, there was no St. Louis Honor Flight. It was just Franklin County Honor Flight. And even though it wasn't Franklin County, they obviously were going after the Franklin County veterans first. But then they started doing the St. Charles surrounding counties, you know, St. Charles, St. Louis, Jefferson, Gasconade counties, and stuff like that. One time, I went to a presentation by the guy who started Honor Flight, and at that point in time, he was retired from the Air Force, and it was it was pretty interesting. You know how it started? No. This guy, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's, he's, he was a captain in the Air Force, but I believe he was like a he was like a physician's assistant or something like that. He wasn't a doctor, but he like I think he worked in in like in the medical field in the Air Force, and one of the guys who was I believe one of the World War II vets who was in his hospital talked about the fact that it was so unfair that the World War II or the World War II vets didn't get their own memorial. Vietnam got one before you know Korea had one. There was no World War II memorial, and he said something about the fact that I would love to go see the World War II memorial. And I believe that the story was either, I think he, him, the, this guy himself, I wish I could remember his name. I'll look it up, see if I find his name. Um, he said, well, you know, I'm a private pilot. I bet you we could probably rent a plane and I bet you I could probably, you know, fly you to DC and show you the, the, the thing, the memorial. So huh. he arranged to, you know, rent a plane or someone gave him a plane or something. And it, they took another guy with him. I think there are three guys went to the original one. And they got special permission to fly it in. And and I always get this confused. There's Andrews Air Force Base and there's Edwards Air Force Base. One of them is on the West Coast. One of them is on the East Coast. Is it Edwards that they fly into where the president flies in and out of? It's one I, of the – it's Air Force Base and East Coast. They got special permission to fly a civilian plane into the Air Force Base on the East Coast. And they – I think they got like a government vehicle. Somebody lent them like a government vehicle. And they drove this guy – to the World War II Memorial. And he had such an emotional experience. They were so moved by this. They thought, we got to figure out how to do this on a bigger scale. So pretty soon they got a bigger plane. They rented a bigger plane. They took four veterans. And that's how the whole thing started. It's pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, up against the top of the hours. That's actually beautiful. Well, I mean, you know, and this guy and this guy ran the company which did this. We'll talk about it a little bit more next hour. Uh, okay. Hold on a minute. Uh, hold on a minute. I got a problem here. Damn it. Hold on a minute. Let me see where I'm at. Da, 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 da. Is it a big problem? Yeah, the computer. I think it locked up on me. Okay, no, hold it. It didn't. I just hit the wrong button. It's operator error. Okay, it is 8 o'clock. Is that what no, you call it? No, excuse me. It's, it's 8 o'clock in New York City. Here it's 7 o'clock. All night. <laughs> yes. It's BS.show all morning. And uh, I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. I have to make a phone call here, okay? Would you Would you indulge me? Of course I will. I have to do some research, okay? And I don't know if this person's going to answer the phone. This is very complicated scientific research we're going to undertake here on the BS show. Very complicated scientific research. Well, I mean, and 
in that case, it's <laughs> probably going to be BS. Good morning. Is this my niece, Christy? Aw, yes. Yay. This is Christy pooping underwear. <laughs> okay, you're on the air, so none of that, none of that out of school talk. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Here's my question for you. Okay. Yes, sir. First off, let me introduce. This is Christy, my niece. She's a school teacher. Correct. You got it. We won't give the school because her principal might not appreciate that. Okay, but <laughs> what is it like teaching kids the day after Halloween? Are they like? so wired because of all the sugar in them and all the caffeine with the chocolate and stuff like that? Um, actually, no. They're kind of in a, like a sugar coma. Like they're, <laughs> they stayed up too late last night and ate too much. So they, we only ate two pieces. My kids got two last night, but, oh, hold um, on. was that Jack? I heard yeah, in the car. That was Jackson. Jackson. So. He, he only ate two pieces. That's what they said. I don't believe it. Jackson. They were at the neighbor's house for a little while. Jackson, you know what? It's not nice to lie to your mother. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Brad's going to come get all the M&M's. That's right. I'm going to come grab the, all the M&M's. Yes. Okay, so so you say they're they're just the opposite? They're sort of like comatose? They're sort of like zombie kind yeah, of people? Usually, um, I mean, you definitely have some that are bouncing off the walls because they bring pockets and hoodies of candy, and I have to be the mean <laughs> teacher and tell them to put it away. Um, but, yeah, a lot of times they're just kind of – done because they stayed up too late and ate too much candy okay so i have a good so, bet that we'll be missing a lot of kids today so yesterday what was it like were they crazy yesterday then were they all hyped up um, about halloween so yesterday actually was the end of our fall break so we oh, did not you didn't have, school. have school yesterday oh, oh okay so your today's your first day back first day back after a nice week off god so, you know what yeah. i don't know i don't Chris know how said his kids were wacky yesterday I don't know how you do it. I mean, you you work so hard as a teacher. I mean, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you're in that classroom. I don't know how you do it. You're such a smart Alex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is 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 Manning in the car as well too? Yes, Madden is in the car. Okay, <laughs> is she mad that I call her Manning? Yes. Yes. She, yes. yes. She's like, yes. I. That's because I used to. There was this kid in kindergarten. You would call me Peyton Manning. I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton Manning. Okay, her real name is Peyton, but I call her Manning. Okay. Uh, Kay, thank you, Miss Christie, Miss Poop and Underwear. And by the way, here I'm gonna I'm gonna imitate you as a little girl. Okay. Oh God. You'd look at me. You'd put your head back and you'd smile and you'd go, Poop and Underwear. <laughs> well, that or Say, I remember when I also used to go oh, <laughs> marshmallows. Okay, have a good day at school with all those those comatose right. kids. Okay. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Bye. Okay. And Jack, I know you ate more than two pieces of candy. Don't tell me anything different. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye, Uncle Brad. <laughs> my my niece Christy, she's you know, she's one of those people. I told the story before. She was born, had a broken leg during during birth, which the smartest woman in the world says is common. I've never heard of it before. Matter of fact, I don't know of anybody else who've ever had. Have you ever heard of a of, of any of your friends having like giving birth and having their their kids' legs broken during birth? Have you ever heard of that, Shelley? Well, not their legs necessarily, but. 
but you know one of their extremities. Well, I've never heard of leg breathing. They bucket. really they are really being pulled out of there. I guess they don't want to leave, right? <laughs> Let me in there. Let me stay. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I heard what it was like out there. I'm perfectly yeah. fine. I'm I heard there's I heard there was a show called BS and dot show, and I want I don't want to be out there where that show's at. Okay. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, Christy, who I've known since birth, uh, used to take her out and around with my wife and I. Uh, actually, before we were married, we used to take her to Six Flags and things like that, and she was so cute because I don't know where this thing came from because she would look at us. She would sort of get this weird grin in her face. She'd look back and forth between, you know, my wife and I, and she'd sort of smile and she'd go, poop in underwear. So and she was letting you know that she was probably being potty trained. No, it was just this and was she like she had poop in her underwear. No, this was like when she was like four, five, six. She was like not in diapers anymore. This was just like just sort of pooping underwear. Okay. Anyway, okay. Couple follow ups from last hour. We talked about this. The smartest woman in the world is on top of things as always, uh, and she said that uh, the today's honor flight was the 100th honor flight out of St. Louis. Only the second city to do that. Now. I assume that that also includes the Franklin County Honor Flight people because they flew out of St. Louis. So I assume, and I believe at one point in time there was an Honor Flight that was operating in the in the Metro East, someplace in Collinsville or something like that. Don't know if if, if that was the deal. Anyway, the hundredth Honor Flight out of St. Louis. Think about that. And you know what's now? It's to the point where there are very, very, very few World War II vets. Now they are doing. Uh, Korean vets, because there is a Korean, uh, um, uh, you know, memorial. And unfortunately, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but historically, there were a lot of guys who were in the Korean War and World War II. And believe it or not, there were a fair amount of guys who were in the Korean War and the Vietnamese War. Did you know that? And there were there were some people who were in World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. I mean, think about that for a minute. And some people go, how's that possible? Okay, World War II was in the 40s. Korea was in the 50s. Uh, Vietnam was in the 60s and ultimately into the early 70s. Okay, if you were like my dad, 22, when he went into the, uh, the World War II, okay, and then in the Korean War, he would have been in his early 30s. He would have been like 31, 32, 33. And in the Vietnam War, he would have been in his early 40s my dad was in the U.S. Army till 19, or I can't remember the year, but he, I, don't know, I can I can tell you what year it was. He was in the he was in the Army until 1982. He retired at the age of 62. Forty years of of service, uh, four years active duty during World War II, and 36 years in in the reserves. Okay, he almost went back to war. Matter of fact, you and I remember with the deal with my old boss Ron Grubbs. We had lunch yeah. with that one time. His dad was in. World War II was a fighter pilot in World War II. They brought him out of retirement and and put him as a, a pilot trainer in in Korean War, and ultimately that's how he was killed. You know, f- uh, training a, a group of of pilots. So anyway, I don't know how we got to talk about that. Okay. Also, the smartest woman in the world, uh, she knows everything. Uh, Edwards is west, Andrews is east. So Edwards Air Force Base is is in California. Andrews Air Force Base is the air is the base that they usually fly Air Force One out of. And I was going to look this up. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Well, um, you should have known that, Top Gun. But I don't see. I got I got these mental blocks in my mind. Once again, what's the name, lady's name who's in the movie Pretty Woman? I don't remember that name. What's her name? Help me. 
The lady in Pretty Woman. Yes, I know the lady in Pretty Woman. You don't know let her me name. Let get yet. her name. You don't know. I know what her name is. Just let me think. You're gonna look. You're as bad as me. You've been around me. No, too much. I'm not. I'm trying to think, but you keep yapping. Oh, I'll shut up. Okay. Um, honor flight conducted by nonprofit organizations. Blah 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 blah. Honored flight arrived at all three of the Washington area's airports, Ronald Reagan, Washington National, and Baltimore, uh, Washington International, Thurgood Marshall, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm trying to think if they mention the guy's name. Uh, get this. The veterans are generally escorted by volunteer guardians who helped on them on the flight and around D.C. After landing, the taxiing airplane may be saluted by fire trucks, and passengers are often met by cheering crowds in D.C. Or upon their return flight home. Honor flight network uh, reports on history. Uh, okay, here it is. No, he yes. Julia Roberts. I, I okay, Julia Roberts. Okay, I I rem, see. I've got a crazy memory. Okay, what did I say about the guy who started uh, uh, Honor Flight? That he was like a physician's assistant or something like that. A PA, yeah. PA. Okay, here we go. History. The network was co-founded by Earl Morse. That's the guy I met. A physician assistant and retired Air Force Captain Jeff Miller, a small business owner and son of a World War II veteran. Morse worked in the Department of Veterans Affairs Spring, uh, Clinic in Springfield, Ohio. I remember that, where he saw many patients who were World War II veterans. After National World War II Memorial in Washington was completed in 2004, he asked many of his veterans' patients if they were going to see it, and most said, yes, I would see my World War II veterans some three, six, six, six months later, Morse said, and I asked them if they're going to go see it. 300 of them, and not one of them had been to reality set in. They were, they were never going. Morse offered to fly with two veterans to Washington to see the memorial, and after seeing them break down and cry and graciously accept the offer, he pitched his idea to a local aero club of 300 private pilots at a local Air Force base, proposing that the pilots would pay for the flights for the veterans to Washington and personally escort them around the city. Eleven volunteered, and the network was formed. By 2005, a board was formed, funds were raised, and volunteers had joined. And they were flying them in small planes. The first honor flight took place in May 2005 when six small planes flew 12 veterans to Washington, D.C. Due to high participation, the program began using commercial flights. At the end of 2005, the program had tra transported 137 veterans in memorial. In late 2005, Jeff Miller, a dry cleaning company and an owner in Her Hendersonville, North Carolina, inspired by Morris's vision, had a similar idea, but on a larger scale. Miller, the son of a World War II veteran and nephew of a B-24 bomber pilot who died in the war, had been a charter member of the National World War II Memorial Foundation. Like Morris, Miller lamented that many World War II veterans would be unable to visit the memorial. The seed that Morris had planted grew to a venerable forest of volunteerism, fundraising, and goodwill toward the greatest generation veterans who had been too busy, blah, blah, blah. On September 23rd and 24th in 2006, Honor Air flew more than... 300 World War II veterans from the Asheville Regional Airport to Washington, D.C., free of charge. Honor Air provided everything, including a medical doctor, several EMTs, guardians who would attend the needs of three to four veterans each, tour buses to take the World War II Memorial and other national memorials. Anyway, that's how it started. So the guy's name, and I met the guy, he was a nice guy, captain in the Air Force, uh, what did I say, Earl Morse? Yes, Earl Morse. Yeah, he was a captain, and he was a physician's assistant, and that was how it started. Okay, I have to vent on something okay did i do something no i'm gonna get myself in trouble so i just forewarn you if you don't if you don't want to say anything the next couple of minutes <laughs> so you won't be involved in what i'm going to say you're more than happy to sort of just pretend really? you're not there do you, okay is this something that you really think in your brad brain that this is gonna what is this gonna do for you if you say it and you know you're gonna get in trouble you know there are certain things nowadays Remember we, remember, we read the stupid thing about Romper Room. All the stuff that's in Romper yeah. Room that you can't do anymore. You can't say a prayer. You can't say the Pledge of Allegiance. 
No. I'm going like, okay, time and out. And that's what I grew up with, and I know that's well, what you grew up with. Yes, exactly. And it's to the point where what's wrong with saying the Pledge of Allegiance? Well, you're giving, you're honoring a country which is a terrible country, which has polluted the environment, and, and, it's, and it's been involved in wars, and blah, 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 okay, whatever. Okay, if this is such a bad country, move to Russia. You know, I mean, go to Venezuela or something like that. And that I know that sounds nice, like, Brad. love it or leave it, America, love it or leave it. I know. Oh, say, are, are you starting now? No. Okay. Well, no, I'm not quite. Okay. I am a fan of the underdog. You know that about me. Okay. I, I do indeed know that that's how you, I, that's your jam. I love to see people against all odds succeed. And by the same token, I don't like it when somebody who succeeds gets piled on. Okay. You know, if for something and, and, and this has always bothered me and it's probably exacerbated. I can use those kind of words. It's exacerbated by the fact that now with social media, people will just pile on people, you know, Oh my God. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. The latest is Kanye West versus goodwill. Do you know this story? I do not. Okay. Kanye West is like being vilified because, and what's interesting, he made the comments about the Jews, DEFCON 3. Remember, the smartest woman in the world sent us that historical reference, and it has to do with the fact that at one point in time, the United States was afraid that we were going to enter a nuclear war over Israel because of the fact that supposedly the Arab states were going to attack attack Israel and they put our defense on DEFCON 3, which is a alert status, which means, you know, things could go wrong in a hurry. Be prepared for an all-out war, okay? And that was the reference that, that, that Kanye West used. The idea being that, and once again, after, at first I'm going like, why is he saying things about the Jews? I get what he was saying. He was saying that sometimes you feel like you're the Jews and you're a DEFCON 3, which means, let's be honest, there's all sorts of countries in the Middle East that would much rather have the Jews just fall into the ocean and never survive. You know, they just, they would want, matter of fact, I think it is, is, is Iran that has in their constitution that they want to obliterate Israel. They want to kill all the Jews and they want to throw them into the Black Sea or whatever they're, you know, wherever they're at down there. You know what I'm talking about? Mediterranean Sea. Okay. They want to throw them into the sea. They want all the Jews to die. Okay. Once again, remember, we learned our history from World War II. Adolf Hitler did this terrible thing, the Holocaust, where he rounded up all the Jews, killed a lot of them, took a bunch of them to prison camps, imprisoned them, ultimately exterminated them in gas chambers, you know, you know, put them, you know, burnt them to death. Terrible, terrible, terrible situation, okay? So I think that Kanye West has been unfairly sort of tarred and feathered, so to speak, okay? He lost his deal with Adidas. The latest deal is Goodwill has sent out a memo to all their stores that if they have Yeezy material, Yeezy clothing, or any of his shoes, Adidas shoes, they're supposed to not sell it and throw it away. Any idea, any opinion on that, Shelly Barr? So what makes them want to throw it away? Because it's Kanye West's, and he's a terrible person, and we're just going to take his stuff and throw it away. 
what why is he a terrible person <laughs> because once again he said something about the jews which i don't think people understand here let me find the uh, so what did he say the defcon 3 thing that's what oh, he said please here hold on let me find this i find the story um, and I, I read it verbatim off the story. I, I heard this yesterday. I'm thinking to myself, okay, they have got to be kidding. Goodwill. Um, da, 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 yeah. Okay, here it is. This is this is a story. Uh, the story is uh, the 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 title is Goodwill will no longer accept Kanye West clothing and will throw away the clothes it has. That's the title of the story. Adidas. Adidas. And countless other companies have subsequently cut all ties with West in response, leaving him to lose out on a lot of money and no longer a billionaire. That's the other thing. His net worth went from like $1.2 billion. Now he's, he's down to $400 million, okay? West has been dropped by so you many— You know, that sounds like a lot of money to us. But when you're cut and you're dealing with that amount of money to begin with, and then it drops down, what? Well, here it says right here, uh, just, a huge percentage. just Adidas, Adidas cutting its ties with him saw West's net worth plummet from $1.9 billion to just, to just, quote unquote, $400 million. Okay. He's got, well, like he's got $399,999 million more than I have. Okay. Sports stars have also pulled away from his Donda sports agency. I don't even know about that. As Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown, he had a sports agency. Uh, now, I and here we go again. West has also made distasteful and inaccurate comments about George Floyd then then being hit with a $250 million lawsuit from his family. Did you know about that? Did you know the family of George Floyd not. is suing Kanye West for $250 million? West did then apologize. I didn't know that. West did then apologize for his comments on Floyd, though he compared his current treatment by the media and Adidas to Floyd's murder at the hands of a police officer. And you oh, know what? really? Well, but to a certain extent... Let me read that again. He compared his current treatment by the media and Adidas to Floyd's murder at the hands of police officer. That's what he got complained about. So when I, this is this, um, he said, so when I questioned the death of George Floyd, it hurt my people, Wes said. Okay. He says, I want to apologize because God has showed me and by what Adidas is doing, by what the media is doing, I know that it feels like to have a knee on my neck right now. That's why, that's the comment he got in trouble for. Let me read it again. I want to apologize because God has showed me by my by what Adidas is doing, by what the media is doing, I know what it feels like to have a knee on my neck right now. He's saying essentially, you know, rhetorically or figurative speech that Adidas and the media has a, a, a knee in his neck and he's being choked to death like by by george floyd okay what does that have to do with jewish people because he made the comment about Geftcon 3 oh that's what right okay okay here's I get it here's, i understand now here's the here's the here's the the, the official that, here's the official memo for goodwill as we strive to maintain the most up-to-date product information on elevated brands available to sell uh, elevated Brands apparently is a division they have. We are sensitive to current events and take action when designers and brands do not align with our mission and rise values. I don't know what a rise, R-I-S-E. It's uh, probably some goofy thing they have. We are currently removing the sale of Adidas Yeezy brand products from all channels, retail stores, boutiques, e-commerce, and outlets, as well as from our Elevated Brands tool. What is Elevated? Have you ever heard of that? What is I have not. Not with, Maybe that's part of the whole GW boutique. Okay. I'm going to say right now, okay? I'm going to get myself in trouble. And you know what? So is this when I can zone out? <laughs> this is, I think that Goodwill is a scam. I and really do. Here we go. I think it's a scam. 
because of the fact that that you know there comes a point when when not for profit is not not for profit. You know what I'm saying? Um, elevate brands. We buy consumer leading Amazon and elevate them to their full potential. Tap an arm parallel team to successfully grow business. E-commerce service in Austin, Texas. Elevate brands. Elevated brand. Elevated Brands LLC, 70 likes. I can't find where they're... Apparently, I don't know if this is the real thing. It says here, when I look at it, it says, Elevate Brands. We buy consumer-leading Amazon FBI brands and elevate them to their full potential. Tap into our unparalleled team to successfully grow your business. Okay, I don't I don't think that's the same company. Okay. I don't see... To me, when you got Goodwill just in St. Charles County. Matter of fact, in, in Franklin County, they moved. They just moved the Goodwill store from down in in what whatever that, you know, Plaza something, something, you know, Phoenix Plaza one, they moved down. They're now in the old Walmart store. Okay. In Washmore, right there in Ohio 100. Okay. In St. Charles County, they have built from the ground up several brand new stores. We're not talking, they're not like in a bad neighborhood. There's one right there in Mid Rivers Mall Drive. There's, they built that new fancy schmancy location up there in Harvester. They got that place out in Lake St. Louis. Tell me what they're doing. They're making a ton of money. I, I don't see it in the community. I mean, I see all sorts of other organizations working in the community. I see on a daily basis, I see what the Salvation Army people are doing. I see what the Catholic Charities people are doing. Tell me the last time something that you know that Goodwill was behind some charitable event, that they're giving money to helping people. Tell me. Do you know of any? I really don't. I don't either. Oh, we're goodwill. We're helping people. We're 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 such good people. I yeah. believe when they started out, they were helping people. Well, but see, here's the other crazy thing in Saint in Saint Louis. My mom and I used to go down to the Central West End. Well, they call themselves here MERS Goodwill, and supposedly MERS M E R S is some company in the Saint Louis area that merged with Goodwill. It's like it's like a branded Goodwill, and once again. I, you know what? I got to do this because the smartest woman and I had a debate on, on this. I went, to, I've been to the Washmo Goodwill store many times. I have never paid sales tax. If the tag says four bucks, when you go through the checkout, you pay four bucks. Yeah. She says they charge sales tax. I don't know. Maybe that's a county thing. Maybe it's just in Franklin County. Maybe it's just in Washington. I'll have to go to one of the St. Charles County stores and go in and buy something as much as it bothers me to buy something from them now because of the fact that I think they're doing Kanye West wrong, but that's a whole other story. See, I'm no fan of Kanye West. First off, I've never gotten his music. I don't really understand how he's like this famous guy. I mean, I know a couple of his songs. Okay, I can tolerate that song. Most of the stuff to me is like, I don't get it. I know people have gone to his concert. Oh, my God, you got to go to Kanye West concert. It's the best concert. I, I, you know, I, as, you know, and nothing against Kanye West, nothing against his music, just not my kind of jam. You know what I mean? That's like Shelly, Shelly talk. Not my jam. That's what Shelly would say, right? Not my jam, right? That's exactly what I would say. <laughs> right. It's not my kind of thing, but yet... I'm the kind of guy that's going to stand up and gate. Okay, look, Kanye West, stop beating up on the guy. You know, because just because he's not married to, to you know, Kim Kardashian, who once again, how did Kim Kardashian come to fame? By a sex tape, okay? So, Miss Kardashian, you are not, to me, the role model for American women. I'm sorry, coming to fame by doing a sex tape is not, to me, what it makes an American woman. I just not, you know? And once again, it's like the Paris Hilton thing. How did Paris Hilton become the fame? A sex tape, okay? Not my, excuse me, I'm going to use the thing, not my jam, okay? 
But yet, once again, why are we dissing on Kanye West? Why is Goodwill saying, we're not going to sell his clothes anymore? And they told the stores to throw away the stock they have. So in other words, they're shooting themselves in the foot. If someone want to go to, to the Goodwill store today and buy a Yeezy-branded Yeezy piece of apparel or a Yee sneaker or whatever the hell he sells, you can't buy that anymore because Goodwill threw it away. So they're throwing money in the trash can. How does that make any sense? If they're, if they're trying to raise money for quote-unquote good causes, how does throwing stuff away help them make any money? I don't know. Does it make any sense to you? No, it doesn't. <sighs> God. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. But I'm box. sure, do you feel better? <laughs> I do feel better. You know, now, here I'm defending a guy who, if I were walking down the street and I was hitchhiking, he wouldn't pick me up. If I if, if he would I run through the water that right, you're walking through if, and swoosh. If I were on the sidewalk on fire and he drove by in his limousine, he wouldn't get out to urinate on me to put me out. You know what I'm saying? That's all. He might do that. Yeah, he might do that. You know, here I'm defending the guy and you know, I'm I'm because once again, I think just because we've gotten to a point in our society where if you say one thing wrong, you're in the doghouse forever. You know what I mean? You're in, or worse yet, you're in the, you're in the, you're in the outhouse forever, and you're down. You're not in the outhouse. You're down underneath the outhouse, and people are pooping on you. You know what I'm saying? And people are what? Pooping on you. Okay. <laughs> That's what happens when you're in the outhouse. When you're underneath the outhouse, people it's are pooping on you. Seven <laughs> People are pooping. Did you know about that? <laughs> You've never no, been. I, I really did. You've never been thank down. You. You've never been down in an outhouse before when people are pooping on you. No. 7.32. Is that in the van down by the it river? It is BS.show. Me playing my jazz piano there. Shelly heard that song the other day, and she goes, who is that? And I said, you don't know who that is? And she goes, no. I go, that's the Beatles. It was not the Beatles. <laughs> I knew who the one one. Who was the female voice? It's Elton John and Britney Spears. It's a sort of a remix. That's right. You told me that. It it's, was lovely. It's a remix of Tiny Dancer. They sort of redone. It's got some of the Tiny Dancer lyrics in it, but it's remix with Britney. And you know, once, once again, I think there will come a day when people will look back what happened to Britney Spears about it being in that conservatorship with her father running everything. And they're going like, oh my God, that was horrible. I said it all along. You know, I mean, there's some people in this world that if you know the whole the crazy story, supposedly they declared Britney Spears crazy and her father ran her life, literally ran her life. Now she says, I read something, I guess it was, I can say last month because last month was yesterday. I read something last month that said that she will never perform live again. She's done. She's never going to perform live again. She'll do studio stuff and she'll never do live performances. Remember there Did was... she say why? Well... Part of it was her father, there were stories about her father getting on her case about, you can't eat that much. You're not going to look on st- good on stage on Las Vegas. Her dad was like ragging on her about her eating, you know? Well, that's what managers do. Well, but it's her father and her father got I, paid, you know? You know, my father had restaurants and a hotel. Right. And but did your most father... of his family, his bloodline worked for him. Right. And he always had a rule. Here, you're not my son. You're my worker. Yeah, but would he would he tell his 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 kids? Oh, don't eat that. You're going to get fat. Um. Yes, actually, he would have. 
probably to every single one of us. Okay, well, then I stand corrected with that. I just think what happened to Britney Spears was a terrible thing. And I think what... And I do too. And especially in light of the fact that, once again, she's a woman and she was being controlled by men. I don't like that. You know, women should be co-equals to men. I mean, and, you know, maybe, you know, of course, now we're getting in trouble. People are like, well, you're talking genders. There's 46,000 genders now. Okay, there is. Whatever. You know, I'm going like, it's like this crazy weird story with the transsexual dude or whatever he was that had the audience with the president. I'm going like, I don't understand this. I don't get it. You and, think the president got it? Well, they claimed that she's a journalist. Okay, once again, I have two stupid degrees that are worthless. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in journalism, which couldn't get me a job at Starbucks because nobody cares anymore because journalism is dead. It died. Camille Winter, Dr. Winter, I'm sorry. I know you're listening there in the grave. And matter of fact, I went to his gravesite. I looked at the tachometer. He's going at 3,000 RPM in, in his grave, just spinning around and around and around because journalism is just terrible. You know, once again, it's to the point where like, Oh, don't get me going on that. Okay. Um, also, I sorry, di- didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> okay. I, by the way, uh, before we forget, uh, want to plug the fact that today is the St. Louis Small Business Expo, which Shelly and I will be at. We have a booth right by the door. It's at the St. Charles Convention Center. It's absolutely positively free. If you're in business and you want to grow your business, show up. There's lots of booths there. There's people to talk to. There are They'll people. Have speed networking. Right. There are people there who want to hire you if you're looking for a job. Literally. That is true. There are people that get hired right off the floor of that show. There are people that get business. We've gotten business off the floor of the show. I mean, yes, people come have. up to us and bought bought advertising with us. And even if you don't, you know, come by, drop by, say hi. It starts at 11 o'clock. It's supposed to go to 5, but unfortunately, everybody starts tearing down at about 4. Am, am I kidding, right? No, you're it, not kidding it's, at all, it's actually. Artist- it's sort of sad because by 5 o'clock, there's nobody there anymore. But if you come yeah, after 11... That's when we start drinking all the liquor. Yeah. <laughs> 11, <laughs> 11 o'clock, it officially opens. All you have to do is you can... I think you can still pre-register online. If you don't pre-register online, you can register at the door. If you know where the convention center is, right there uh, between uh, 94 and 5th Street and St. Charles, they have their own exit right now. It used to be called... What was the name of that overpass? I used to use that all the time in traffic reports. People, where is that? And it was the unnamed overpass. You couldn't get on or off it. Now you can get both directions. Uh, I think it's now it's called the Convention Center Drive or something. Anyway, it'll be from 11 to 4. Okay, 11 to 5, excuse me. Okay, I found this last break we're talking about Goodwill, okay? You know what? It's 744. I'm, I'm going to take this next break. We're, 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 and, and I'm going to give you a number, which this is an article out of Bloomberg. Bloomberg, very reliable financial organization, or very reliable uh, uh, financial news organization. I'm going to give you a number which is going to astound you when I'll tell you how much Goodwill makes, okay? Astound me or astound people that haven't heard this? There, when I give this number, I'm going to, go, I'm going to pre-call 911. I'm going to call 911 and make a general call because when I give this number, there are going to be people that are going to be driving off the interstates. There's going to be people on 40 and 70 and 44 and Brad, 64 Brad, Brad. and 270. Oh, my God, I can't believe that number. And there are going to be people that fly Shaking into the ditch. My head. There's going to be people just going nuts. And they're going, I'll never buy anything at Goodwill again. 744. Okay, my least favorite song on the radio right now. Little Numb Bug. Explain that to me, Shelly. That's kind of like the bug that hits your windshield, like 
Well, that's your windshield. A, that when a bug hits your windshield, it's really numb because it's dead. Exactly. <laughs> okay, hold on a minute. Here's my story. Okay. And you're sticking to it. This is. Put your microphone in front of your face. My microphone is in front of my face. You sound like you're in an echo chamber. What's going on? It's a hyperbolic chamber that they actually brought now, over. Now it sounds right. What did you just do? I didn't do anything, Brad. Okay. This is an article, October 4th, 2022. 10 minutes so this, to Wapner. This, this article is it's just a few days old. So like what? 18 or 24 days old, 25 days old, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's from Bloomberg News, okay? A respected financial um, authority. You know what I'm saying, okay? Yes, we, we all know what Bloomberg News is. Goodwill is making its first big push online with Goodwill Finds, a curated marketplace of donated goods that seeks to compete with Poshmark and Real Real secondhand sites where resale has become sport to shoppers hunting luxury, luxury brands to flip for profit. Launching with more than 100,000 items that typically fill the racks and shelves of brick-and-mortar Goodwill stores, including clothes, toys, and housewares, the site is also chock-full of unique high-end finds like a retro red patent leather Gucci bag selling for $499, black suede Prada shoes priced at $220, and a Burberry sapphire crystal Swiss watch up for grabs at $230. The charity, founded over a century ago, made more, you ready for this? made more than $5.4 billion Wow! last year in Canada and Totally US. the meter drop principle. $5.4 billion with a B. Tell me it's not, it's not about the money. Just tell me it's not about the money. How, what did they do with $5.4 billion in the St. Louis area? Tell me, show me something they did. How do you did. know that's all from the St. Louis area? Well, nationally, if you got a, a, a charity that's pulling in five point four billion dollars, that is that is that is ten places. Zero 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 zero. That's nine. Put a five in front, and that's ten. That's ten places. Okay, most people. They work their entire lives. They're never. They never make six figures. They make mostly five figures. Some people yes. never. Make, never. You know. Some people are lucky to make five figures. They're making twelve, fourteen thousand. This company did five point four billion dollars in sales last year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you feel sorry for them? No. And and now what they're doing? There's and see once again. This is what I don't like. Not for profit. They're competing with profit-making companies. They don't pay real estate taxes. They don't pay all these crazy taxes. That and like like they're competing with Poshmark and Real Real. I never heard of Real Real, but I know what Poshmark is. Okay, it's like the same thing. It bothers me about this all the time. Like we compete with KWMU. Okay, they're the University of Missouri St. Louis Station. They pay no taxes, zero, because of the fact that they're owned by the University of Missouri St. Louis. They pay no real estate taxes. They pay no personal property tax. They pay no taxes. You know, once again, if you're in the pet business, if you have a pet store and you're selling pets, you compete with Humane Society. You pay real estate taxes. You pay sales taxes. You pay, you know, personal property taxes. You've got vehicles that you shuttle the dogs around with, stuff, whatever. You Shovel pay, the dogs around with. Shuttle. You shuttle. Okay. You pay taxes and all those. Humane Society of Missouri pays no taxes. I don't think that's fair. And once again, goodwill, I bet you any money, I, you know, I'm going to do this. This is going to be my goal. I'm going to look this up. You can look this up in St. Louis County. 
uh, in, in St. Charles County, it's not as, as easy. I can look up the locations of the Goodwill stores. I bet you any money they don't pay real estate taxes. I bet you they don't pay real estate taxes. And once again, the store right next to them is paying gonzo real estate taxes. I don't think it's right. I just think it's, you know, it's one of those things that bothers me. Why don't you go on a crusade? What am I going to do? I already did. I don't know. <laughs> Be the change, Brad. Be the change? Oh, I'm going to start I'm going to start a store called Badwill. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be <laughs> Instead of big boys call it bad boys. No, it's going to be Badwill. <laughs> hey, bad no. boys and girls. <laughs> there used to be there used <laughs> the to naughty, be Ooh, you could call it the naughty list. <laughs> there used to be this store in Chesterfield Valley. And you know, uh What's the what's the the place with has the copper dome out there? You know, Armenis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it was the name of the store. They essentially were competing with Armenis. Okay, Armenis. Okay, and they were competing with Armenis, and <laughs> the name of their store was Two Nice Guys, <laughs> and the tagline of the store was, "Don't go to the don't go to Armenis. Go to Two Nice Guys. Get it." Don't go to a meanies. Go to two nice guys. Oh, how funny. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for explaining that because I would have been thinking about it all day long. No, it was funny because it was one of those things that essentially they were telling you not to go to their competition, you know, but yeah, they were a meanies, you know, and like A, like not spelled the way, but like A-M-E-A-N-I-E-S, like you're a meanie. You're a meanie, Shelly. Don't go to a meanies. Go to two nice guys. <laughs> go like, God, what a great ad that is. There are some, some things that come up that are just like, okay, that is so clever. And I think to myself, why didn't I think of that? Badwill. Badwill. You know, I'm going to see. And here's their, you know, once again, and they're selling, there's it shows right here. It says Tom Ford, uh, here, 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 good Tom Ford, Anastasia, cat eye sunglasses, price, priced at $146.30 on Goodwill Fines. Uh, here, let me go. There's an added benefit to the planet as well, too. Quote, Goodwill is not just the OG of thrifting. It's also one of the pioneers of circular economy. Uh, last year, 3 billion pounds of items were diverted from landfills with resale of donations made at Goodwill's 3,330 stores across U.S. and Canada. Although the amount of merchandise from big luxury bands uh, labels has yet to be determined, the site is expected to have over a quarter million items by the beginning of next year. Um, and a loyalty membership program catering to collectors seeking early access to the newest releases in its works. On the marketing front, they are also planning to collaborate with social media influencers to promote their favorite finds to fans. Once again, they're not a damn charity. They're making money hand over fist. $5.4 billion. They're trying to monetize it like <sighs> um, YouTube and uh, Instagram. Well, which are profit-making organizations. You know, if you, if, yeah. if you want, you know, if Goodwill tomorrow say, hey, we're no longer not-for-profit, we're for profit, I go, okay, thank you very much. And I would say. Okay, let me ask you a quick question. Oh, I can't. It's seven. No, no, Do I have time for a question? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. Okay, my question is this. Yeah. What happens if you're a not-for-profit? Yeah. And you are kind of over, not oversee, but you have this group that um, of, of all different kinds of um jobs not jobs businesses yeah okay and you want to start a, a, a another stream of income which would be like travel so in other words you're a not-for-profit and you want to start a for-profit arm of your company 
No, it would be for an additional revenue stream. But it's all not-for-profit? I don't know. It didn't specify. I will tell you what will happen. Well, I want to know why... um, Well, you're not going to let me tell you what will happen if that happens? What will happen? You get struck down by a lightning bolt. Okay, yeah, that was (laughs) useful, Brad. So (laughs) I want to know, are they going to be using the people's businesses in this group that are going to, uh, you know, depend on this for their livelihood and their family. Shelly, can I be honest what? with you? Sure. I'm thoroughly confused by what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll tell you off air. I just don't want to mention the, the business. You're talking in code is what you're doing, right? I am. Yes, okay. Brad, you should speak Shelly. You've known me for <laughs> right. how long? You're talking in code. I get it. <laughs> Okay, so, so you know... <laughs> okay, first of all, bite me. <laughs> so, once again, we're going to be at the St. Charles Convention Center, uh, St. Louis Small Business Expo, put on by the St. Louis Small Business Monthly. Great publication. Ron Emling does a great job. Uh, yes, he does. Opens at 11 o'clock, convention center, lots of free parking. It's free to come in. Come in and talk to us. We're right by the door. You can't miss us. Uh, matter of fact, really Shelly will be dressed all in pink today, so you, you will see. She'll stick out real easily. And I'll be, I'll be in polka dots. I can dress all in pink, you know. <laughs> I bet you could. Okay. So that's going to do it. And goodwill. I love you guys. Good riddance, baby. Okay. Say goodbye, Shelly. Goodbye, Shelly. Peace and I fly. 759. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.